Hello, hello, hello. I'm Dawn Fisk, your host of Life Coaching on the Move, a podcast series where I hope to give you lots of practical tips, techniques, thoughts, stories. I share my own stories and examples, anonymous examples of many, many coaching clients that I've worked with today, currently, or over the last 20 years. where I hope you'll be able to take things, practical things, into your own life and use them yourself and make little tiny tweaks and changes which can often have profound effects. It's not the huge things that we don't stick with, it's the little things that are easier that we can incorporate that can make the big difference. I was just wearing a pair of um, new shoes, trainers, the other day and for some reason they were just rubbing on my little toe but once I took them off, changed the lacing and the the pressure and uh, readjusted the laces and um, redid them. Complete comfort and complete relief. Only needed a minuscule change, but it made a huge difference. Had I not done that and carried on walking and walking and walking, that blister would have got worse and worse and more and more painful and possibly problematic and possibly infected if I carried on for days and days and days. It's not good. So sometimes those tiny little changes can make big, big impacts on our life. So today we've got a very practical one. If you've got a pen and paper and an opportunity to sit down with a cup of tea, it might be a good one. To do that, uh, I always recommend that you have a, a, a book, a dedicated book to these, to this process, to your personal development growth and change and improvement anyway, because it's a, a massively important tool that we need. And the power of journaling has been um, tested and proven over the years. In fact, actually, the, the, the result from journaling, if you can't talk things through, get it all out, talk it through with a good mate or a coach or a counsellor, and you bottle it up, it's really, really, really unhelpful. Um, but if you So if you don't talk it through, because perhaps there isn't anybody around that you would trust or feel comfortable doing that, then the next best option has been found to journal. Just offload it all onto paper. Just keep getting it out. Keep keep every day offloading how you feel. Get it out. Don't let it wear around in your head. Hold on to it like a big old heavy rucksack that you carry around every single day of negativity and pain and angst and worries. Get it out. Release it it has been found to be as effective as talking therapies. And it's free and it's easy and no one needs to read it. You can burn pages straight after if you wanted. Just release all those thoughts and worries, get them out. Anyway, I wasn't planning to say that. This is what happens on this podcast. There is no script. It's me talking authentically about things that have cropped up, things that I believe will be helpful. So let me stop now. I just want to uh, say the website, if you're looking for it, is www.milestone-coaching.co.uk. Have a look through all the courses, online programs, workshops, and one-to-one coaching that is available or help with your CV or getting that job or learning presentation skills and banishing those fears or you've got I don't know, a best man speech to do and you're really nervous or you've got an interview coming up or you're really stressed in life. There are so many areas that I work on with clients. So you don't need to suffer alone. Uh, just drop me a line through the uh, website and we'll see how I can help. I'm going to get straight on to this week's episode 
all about uh, moving you towards or away from the life that you would really like if you could achieve. Anyway, I hope it's helpful. Welcome to my morning dog walk in the woods. It's glorious today, absolutely stunning. Um, Please, 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 if you can today somehow get out in nature, no matter when you're listening to this, even if it's in six months' time, um, you never feel worse when you've been out in nature. Never, ever, ever. I don't know what it is. There's something in the, the woods, the trees, the woodlands, nature, the air, <laughs> the daylight. It's just just such a lifting tonic. But I'm going to bring you right down to <laughs> crash down to earth with my first question today. If it all ended now and you had 20 minutes to reflect on your life, ask yourself in these 20 minutes while you reflect back would you feel yep it was good I did what I could I had a great time it was you know I'm pleased with that would you reflect back that you're pleased with what you did where you went who you are your life generally or not so what I'm trying to do is trying to get you to do a little bit of a stock tech yeah, a check-in. Where you? Where are you at? Um, are you a progress report? I guess a bit of a, a midlife review. We do at work, don't we, um, with our bosses or our team? But we don't often do it with ourselves. Um, so once you've answered that question, you'll kind of have an idea of whether you're pleased so far with your progress, your review or whether there are areas for development <laughs> to take it from the work, work life. Um, if it did it all end now and you thought, God, it's wasted opportunities, haven't really done much, what have I done? Um, God, I wish I'd done so-and-so, um, et cetera, et cetera. If that's how you review um, or answer that question, then that's fine because it's a great indicator that you need to kind of address it, that it isn't about to all end now in 20 minutes. So you've got the chance to do something about that. So what you've got to go deeper on that level. What, what did you wish you had achieved or regretted that you hadn't tried or done or seen or had or been? Um, you know, what were the regrets or the sadnesses or the lost opportunities? And therefore, how can you address those? How now, knowing that it's not all about to, uh, uh, it's not all over, you've got time, what can you do? And how can you do it? And when can you do it? And what steps do you need to take? And what are those things? Um, or if you reflected and you, no, no, it's been good. It's been good. I'm happy with that. I reflect back and I'm dead chuffed with that. If that's the feeling, that is brilliant. So what can you do to continue it? Ensure that that carries on at that pace, maybe even up the pace a little bit, maybe throw in some more different things, add things to it, complement things with it. Um, so that you, you know, you continue at that pace and you continue to get 
in fact, actually, it was lovely. I go and keep um, a couple company once a week, um, an elderly couple. Uh, she's 88 and he's 92. And so uh, they they reminisce, basically. That's the whole hour cup of tea and conversation. They're reminiscing and telling me all about their lives. And it is lovely to hear the things they've done at 92, all the the trips abroad, the adventures that they had and what they used to do with the kids where they used to holiday, their skiing trips, their driving for hours and hours without iPads or iPhones with three kids in the back of the car for hours through the night to their holiday camping, etc. It's just so lovely to hear them reflect so positively on such a good life. A well, And they say that it's been a good life. We've crammed a lot in. And what a lovely feeling to have at 92. They haven't once in any of our conversations ever touched on any kind of regrets or unfulfilled potential. Only a little bit of sadness that they won't be able to go there, probably unlikely, again in the future. But just a tiny bit of sadness. Most of it is a really lovely, upbeat reminisce. And isn't that what we all would like to get to? A good old age and be able to genuinely reflect back with joy and fondness and um, total satisfaction. Um, so to ensure that we do that, what, what do we continue to need to do? What do we need to do in addition? Um, what do we what deviations do we need to take? What do we need to stop doing? What do we need to start doing? What do we need to do more of? So now, hopefully, in your mind, you've got your ideal future. Let's say for the next year, next year or so, the life that you would like to have in the next year or so, the ideal, um, if you could design it, if you could ensure that that happened what would it look like and if you've got that image in your mind hold that really actually maybe even pause this podcast and dwell on it really really make that image the imagery come alive see it see yourself this time next year what would you like to be doing who would you like to be with where um how would you like to be feeling etc in a year two years what are you striving for what are you what would you like Um, and hold that image, really, really bring that to life. Uh, All the senses, touch, sound, sight, all of them, um, really let that imagery come alive. And the power of visualisation I've talked about on many other episodes, hugely powerful, lots of scientific research, profound amount of scientific research to back up how powerful um, and influential visual imagery is visualizations if you can see it it's much more likely to happen uh, whether that's learning to rewalk again or recover from injuries or get well again or achieve things or to deliver certain performances in certain auditions or interviews or presentations or whatever the power of visualization but visualizing how you'd like it to go rather than visualizing the dread that you've got of it going wrong don't do that don't do don't, don't. Um, see it as you would like the ideal performance or outcome or date or whatever it is 
just visualise the perfect, the, the, the better one. We're very good at visualising the doom and gloom of I'll fall off the stage or I'll forget my lines or I'll mess it up or I'll be boring or they'll think this or we, we need to stop doing that. That's just torture. Not serving a purpose whatsoever, in fact. So if you've got that image in your mind of your ideal life that you would like to have or continue to have and so you want to continue to foster what you've got at the moment, etc., etc., then hold that. And now I want you to, with, if preferably with a pen and paper if you can, um, divide the page into two columns and at the top write the word towards on the left and on the right write away from. And I want you to list, or in your mind at the very least, if you're on a train or stuck in a traffic jam or doing your housework or whatever, or on a dog walk with me, um, in your mind, I just want you to visualise those columns and complete the two columns. What behaviours do you often take? Behaviours or thoughts or feelings and actions do you often take that help and support um, and underpin uh, you achieving that, accomplishing that, reaching that, that feeling? What, what actions do you take, behaviours, etc., that help you? Whether it's self-help, whether it's reading good stuff, whether it's doing yoga, meditation, fitness, when do you feel good? When are you more likely to be firing on all, all four cylinders in order to get where you want and get that life? Um, do you get out more? Do you socialise more? Do you force yourself even when you're not feeling like it? Do you apply for more jobs? Take more risks? Do you turn up and work at work on time and perform well and just focus and concentrate and achieve your goals? Hit those sales? Um, are you a better parent, um, kinder, more patient? Um, you know, what, all of the actions, all of the steps that you take and the thoughts and the feelings that you have that help you towards um, uh, basically getting the life that you would love, the ideal image that you've created. Do, do you eat well? Do you look after your nutrition? Do you make sure you exercise? What is it that helps you feel like you are firing on all four cylinders? Um, and you're feeling good and you're feeling proud and you're feeling in control and on top of things and um, settled and calm and good, positive, all the good things. Just list them all. Break it down. When you're feeling on top of things, what are you doing? What are you thinking? What are you saying? Think about that too. What are you saying in your head? Um, and you may struggle to think about the towards actually because often the other side of that column is the away from. What do you do? What do you think? What are you saying that doesn't help you, that hinders you, that holds you back a little bit, that actually scuppers your chances? Um, you know, is it that you... You stay awake surfing the internet and YouTube and Facebook and you wake up groggy the next day and then you're not firing on all, cy all cylinders. 
you don't perform well at work and then you end up craving sugar because you're tired so you eat junk and then you feel rubbish and then you gain a little bit of weight and you don't go to the gym because you're tired um and you're on a bit of a downward spiral what what because we've all got both haven't we we all know when we're doing well and it's feeling good and we all know when we're in uh, you know we're not doing much to help ourselves do we drink too much do we start voiding socially and we um, turn in, oh, I can't be bothered, I'm too tired. We don't see our mates, we don't message back. Um, maybe we're snappy, maybe we're unkind, maybe we're not there for our mates. Uh, maybe we're not a good husband or wife uh, or a less patient parent, etc., etc. Not a great mate um, or colleague or whatever it is. What are the things that you do that take you away from feeling the way you'd like to feel and being the way you'd like to be in that ideal life of yours, the image, goal that you have, the life that you would like to create? Because um, we often fall into these traps of doing the away from behaviours, but we're not consciously aware. Well, actually, thinking about it, when I embark on these behaviours or these thoughts or whatever, it's actually dragging me away from the life or the likelihood of achieving that life. So it's helpful to know what they are. Um, Because as I've always said, awareness is half the battle. Once we know, actually, this is stupid. If I stay on YouTube till one o'clock, I'm going to feel rubbish tomorrow. And then I'm going to do this, then I'm going to do that. And then, no, 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 I don't want to do that. Because the next part or the the final part of that is to also then realise how do each column, how do each of the sides make you feel? Let's imagine you're at a bit of a crossroads or a bit of fork in the road. You've got a decision to make. Should you or shouldn't you accept that interview, um, the offer of an interview or that date or that invitation out or... Um, send a message to your friends and get them out. Um, I've been working with a youngster who's struggling, really struggling with social anxiety and confidence generally. And so the example that we were working on was because of their social anxiety, they are... I got them to imagine a scenario where they were potentially offered a weekend job which for them is overwhelmingly scary, so much so that they avoid it and have not done that yet. Um, And I got them to imagine, okay, let's say somebody local offers you a little small part-time weekend job. What would your initial response be? And um, they said that they would, in their imagination, probably avoid it, turn it down, make excuses to themselves... Um, about why that was a bad idea, etc., etc. That would be their actions, which were, they realised, very, very away from the goal of having a much more confident life and feeling happier generally and better in their own skin. Um, They realised that that is probably what they would do, based on history. Um, And I said, okay, and let's now think about... uh, how you would then feel and the response initially 
immediately was relieved. So that's a positive, instantly relieved. And I said, and then deeper from that, moving on after an hour or so, what would be your next reactions to that? And it was regret and frustration and anger with self, self, um, lots of um, just regret and anger and all of those sorts of feelings which aren't positive and are not only taking that person away from achieving the life they want to achieve, and although initially the feeling was positive of relief, whew, I don't have to put myself through that, then much deeper and much more long-lasting was regret, sadness, frustration, anger, self-loathing, um, less, even less confidence, which is the exact opposite to their overall goal. Um, whereas looking at the other column, what would the initial, if they said yes, um, what would the initial feelings be? And that would be terror. Um, but thereafter, it would be increased confidence, pride, a sense of achievement, um, just self-worth, um, new skills, both in terms of uh, job skills, something else on their CV, but more than anything, a much bigger step towards achieving the life that they want to achieve. So that real pride, a great feeling. So if we can take, if we can get away from the first initial gut responses, um, then we can then consciously choose a much better reaction to whether we go towards or away from and take those steps. Because often, our decision is knee-jerk. We haven't really mulled it over um, and thought about the ultimate consequences and, and pushed through. We often do the knee-jerk and that's that because it's habit, it's safe, etc. So the learning from today's podcast is, yes, think about your knee-jerk reaction or decision and then take it to the next level. How will you then feel as a result? And what do you want the outcome to be? Do you want it to be more towards the image that you've got and the ideal life that you're trying to create or away from? And asking yourself, is this step, this action, this feeling and this thought helping push me closer or away from? And you can then choose to push through whatever feelings may be initially attached to them in order to get the result and the outcome that you would like. So, I wish you all the best with that. It is worth getting a pen and paper and actually doing that. It's not until you see it written and how powerful that list is. And keep adding, by the way, to the towards column, because a lot of people initially even struggle to think about any towards actions that they can do take that help encourage and push them towards their goals or, the, or not their goals the life they would like to create for themselves and if you haven't got very many on there I want you to start working on some actually finding some what can you start doing introduce new ones to add to that column that help you and support you and um, enable you uh, so that pen and paper, that workbook that we've mentioned before comes into action with this. Um, so all the very best with them. Don't forget, of course, 
um, that you can contact me if you would like a one-to-one coaching session to actually work on something specific such as something like this then please do uh, contact me through the website www.milestone-coaching.co.uk also on there you'll see all sorts of courses training courses online courses some zoom classes and my free uh sorry i'm going up a hill my free two-hour confidence class uh, course is coming up in july the 23rd in basinstoke if you can make it you'd be very very welcome to join me um i have had a few inquiries um saying they're abroad and can it be zoomed or i don't have those facilities unfortunately i don't have cameras and all of that 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 would do it justice it's very interactive and i move around a lot and etc etc plus i suppose there would be confidentiality issues thinking about it with the attendees um so uh if you are interested in it but you're abroad, it may well be that you look at the seven-week programme where it's much, much more in-depth than that is on Zoom. Um, And that's a very good price at £85 for the seven weeks. So that really just equates to £12 a a week or a session, uh, which is um, very, very good value, I believe, um, and have been told. And that's the cheapest way. Uh, so that would be over Zoom and very interactive and at much greater depth and much more tailored to all of you. It's very small groups. I keep them very, very small so everybody gets involved. I try and keep them down to literally down to five or six people so that you all get an opportunity to take out of it exactly what you need. It can be very, very tailored to you all over those six weeks. So have a look. And just drop me an email through the, uh, through the website for that. Um, so, uh, I'd be more than happy to work with you on a one-to-one, just a one-off basis, or a couple of uh, coachings, or through the seven-week programme. So that would be lovely. Um, please, if you've enjoyed today, or any of the other podcasts, uh, caring, what is the phrase? Sharing is caring. Share it with your friends if you think, oh, my mate so-and-so would really benefit from this or find this interesting. Then cut and paste and send it to them. Or even better still, put the podcast on your uh, social media if you wouldn't mind. Just saying there's some tips in here, useful tips or whatever you feel. I'm not going to put words in your mouth. That would be outrageous. Anyway, I have thoroughly enjoyed this dog walk. I hope today has been helpful and I'm really looking forward to talking to you on the next episode. Have a great week. Take care.